Hey, and welcome to the world of small talk, where we have small conversations with deep implications. I'm your host, Nate Pearson. And I'm Ronald Taylor. Ronald Taylor. That sounds like a football name. That me. (laughs) (laughs) Starting offensive lineman for the New York Giants, Ronald Taylor. For the small talk podcast. (laughs) (laughs) People are going to be Googling Ronald Taylor, Giants. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, No, I'm just playing. Uh, so how you been? Good, busy man. We've been today's actually as we record. We are doing homecoming stuff for church, and so been there since super mm. early this morning. Got home after doing service, recording episode of the podcast, and then we'll be heading back over. So, so my question but, for you was, how good was the after church potluck? Oh, bro, you don't even know. <laughs> I had I had to take a. A thirty minute sleep coma. Oh man! It's, so we we actually are in our new fellowship hall. Oh, and it's like now it's three times as big as the old fellowship hall was. More room so now more everybody food. can everybody can actually eat inside together instead of having to sit outside. And dude, I mean, <laughs> the amount of food there is unbelievable. Like. Oh. I want to say amazing. I th- I want to say like our actual food took up like seven or eight plus like eight foot long tables. Whoa! <laughs> and then our dessert table was like because like the food table made like an L, and then there's a separate table with like crock pot dips with chips and mm. then breads that people brought. And then our dessert table spanned down the length of the room. And that was like maybe four or five tables long. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. It's, it's unbelievable. Cause you know, it's, and we're going to get to do it again after a service tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I would like, gain 20 pounds over the weekend. It's crazy. Cause it's like, you can't, you really have to like, you kind of have to go up, scan the food to see what your top, like <laughs> but your table top, one, your, your plate is full and you're freaking out. I know. It's like, you have to scan your like top five to 10 dishes and then how much of those dishes you want to put on your plate. Like, do you want to just sample a little bit of everything that you like? And then uh, obviously there's going to be multiples of different dishes too. So you got to be like, all right, which lady made the best looking item? <laughs> it's a process, man. People don't know, dude. It's yeah, a, it's, it's it's a real challenge. Um, a question for you. I'm, potlucks. <laughs> I'm sure this is the most important question for me, though. Um, I know there may have been multiple, but how was the mac and cheese? Oh, uh, bro, fire! <laughs> like so, on my plate today. All right, this is for all our viewers here. Oh, I had. I had some mac and cheese. I had some chicken casserole with like the stuffing. Mm-hmm. And then, so one of our deacons makes, he makes chicken barbecue. So like chicken think barbecue. think East Carolina style barbecue, like pork barbecue, chopped up and everything, but with smoked chicken. Mm. Bro, it is one of the best things I've ever had in my life. 
That sounds really good. So good. Um, and then we had some sweet potato casserole, obviously. Some deviled eggs. Staples. My buddy, my buddy Savi made some Dominican spaghetti. Was so it good? I had some. I had some of that on the plate. Yeah, it's really good. It's a. Uh, it's got some peppers in it and some some Dominican salami. Hmm. So that's really good. Um, what else did I have on the plate today? It was all a blur, Nate. <laughs> and then for dessert, man, you gotta have the the classic banana pudding. Mm-hmm. Um, had a couple of. Had had like a slice of like the really big. It was like the German chocolate, you know, coconut cake Oof. type deal. I mean, and I, then, I I love banana pudding, but if there's a chocolate layer cake, that would do it for me. Oh yeah, or both. I mean, it's a. Problem. I mean, I mean, you can do both. <laughs> I mean, usually that that so happens, good. but uh... and, then, <laughs> and then I had um, I made some cool whip cookies. Those are really good, and so mm. I grabbed a couple of those as well. All right. Well, uh, now that we have a bunch of hungry viewers, let's take up 30 more <laughs> minutes of their time. <laughs> All I right, so <laughs> this first topic says, I said, quote unquote, bruh, to a lady and she found it offensive. How can I be better? So I was talking to a mature lady on Facebook Marketplace about an item she was selling. And, at, and one day before the meeting time, she texted me back to check whether I still want it. I said, yes. And thought she might be down to deliver the item right away, but she isn't. So I said, bruh, then she found it offensive and decided not to sell to me anymore while the item is still sitting there losing its value. How can I, how could have I done better or what should I have done in this situation? Oh my gosh. For one, stop calling older women, bruh. <laughs> bruh. Stop, stop calling your mom, bruh. Older women, bruh. People you don't know, bruh. Oh, Golly, just stop uh, it. Because <laughs> um, it's like, a cultural difference, right? Like, I mean, not like no, as in, no. Stop, I think it, Nathaniel. A, I stop think it. it's a, I think it's an age level nope. difference. Because <laughs> my wife a, will say "bro" to me. It's a maturity difference, and yeah, I'll say "bro" to my are, wife because y'all are husband and wife, right? Like you guys have that I familiarity. Think it, I think it's an age difference. I mean, obviously you shouldn't call no. your elders bruh. I don't think you should call your elders bruh, but I think if another elder called another elder bruh, they could do that. Yeah, if they were familiar with each other. It's so different. Like if I'm if I am not familiar with you, I am not going to call you bruh, especially in a professional setting. Like I mean, if not I in a am, professional setting. I, but is yeah, Facebook marketplace a professional setting? It is when you're doing a transaction. <laughs> You know, like if I'm making a transaction with a stranger, the last thing I'm going to do is call them bruh. Yeah. Like, dude, <laughs> it's like, get it together, man. Like, stop calling people bruh. Like, I call my wife bruh. Like, if I'm joking and I'm playing and I'm playing around, right? Like, that's. Yeah. That's I mean, I don't, totally it's different. not like a go to, but it's not like, I don't know. Yeah. It's I like, if mean, I'm being, I just think if I'm being fun or playful, but. If I'm being dead serious and I'm trying to especially purchase a product from a lady that I've probably already had to like negotiate price on, the last thing I'm going to do is if they say no, be like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Stop it, random citizen. I don't think I wouldn't have said it to a, a quote unquote a mature lady on Facebook. That sounded like it was taking a very different turn at the beginning of the story, but glad it didn't go that route. Yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, treat your 
Treat your elders with respect. Communicate with them. Treat, treat strangers. With yeah, I was about to say treat treat <laughs> strangers like with respect, and like be be cordial and polite. You know, don't just be like. I think we're coming into a culture where everyone is so comfortable with communicating with everyone the same, and it's all super relaxed and they don't care. You know, people are just like. I'm going to do whatever. And people have to be okay with that. And it's, it's like, no, not necessarily. Like we should, we should treat others the way they expect to be treated. And if we don't know them, it's like, we should take it to the next level and be super polite, you know? Yeah, definitely. I agree. And this one, (laughs) bro, (laughs) someone 2000 miles away, used my Grubhub account fraudulently. I have their address, any petty, but lighthearted ways I can get back at them. I already opened up an investigation with Grubhub. I should be getting my money back. They have their food. Look, I know people fall on hard times, and I'm not looking for blood or anything crazy. I'm just petty. So does anyone have any um, this inappropriate mail subscriptions or something petty, but ultimately non-damaging I can use their address for? I'll take it. Heck yeah, dude. I would open <laughs> up a crap ton of catalogs and magazines with their address. And it's got to be stuff that would embarrass them too. Like if someone just saw them bringing their mail in. Oh yeah, like Prostate Daily or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like I would, I would get a whole bunch of like, cause like you know, to subscribe to a bunch of magazines, those are usually all you can find a whole bunch of free magazines. You know. Yeah. Um. There's, a, there's a lot of crazy stuff you could do. I would write like anonymous letters that aren't threatening, but are just random. <laughs> maybe set up a whole pin pal system be like the be like the are you afraid from last week <laughs> <laughs> oh no see that that's that's i think that crosses all the line. <laughs> oh, you could man. you could write letters to random people and then having the from address their address <laughs> you should send them you should send them fake grubhub discount codes <laughs> Yeah, the subscription stuff would be super free, super easy, super annoying for them because it's like, who loves junk mail? Nobody loves junk mail. And you should like, call. Go ahead. You should call every car dealership and give them their address and say they're looking for a vehicle. Did they? Did they leave their phone number? I don't know if they had the phone number. That would be ultimate. That would be amazing. Yeah, because but... because if they like change the phone number to the Grubhub stuff. <laughs> So if they like the Grubhub driver needed to get their info or anything, I don't know. I don't really know how Grubhub works. I know that it's like you can order stuff off the app and then it delivers to you, but I've never hacked anything, so I don't know. North how... Carolina said, um, Eastern North Carolina's DoorDash territory. <laughs> so it's like with that, if they have access to their phone number as well on the app, I mean, every car extend a warranty place, every dealership. <laughs> like... Oh man, maybe some military recruiters. Some like the like Democratic Party text alert thing that I get all the time. They can have that. Like they can have the government vax, like vaccination texts and everything. Like take it all. Just funnel everything to their phone number. Everything. Like they're constantly. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, I think being lightheartedly petty is acceptable in this situation. Ooh, ordering like- pizza to their house. Ooh. <laughs> I wouldn't do that all the time, but 
I mean, doesn't that cost you money, though? It doesn't cost you money if you're going to pay at the door. Oh, that's true. They're going to get, like, their name's going to get put on the do not deliver list. (laughs) (laughs) I would, like, you could, and you could order pizza for the exact same amount that they charge their Grubhub account to, so they would know it was you. (laughs) (laughs) If they remember that number. (laughs) Subliminal messages. All right, this is a little bit of a, a deeper term. I don't think biblical counseling is right for me. Hello, I um I am a fourteen year old. I'm sorry, my phone is being stupid. I'm trying to see the whole thing. Okay, got it. Hello, I am a fourteen year old female. Um, I'm getting counseling counselor for my teacher in Sunday school and church now. She's been helping me get back to God since I haven't really been haven't really been believing in Him since a long time ago. For the most part, she has helped me a lot since she's a psychology graduate. She knows what she's doing. I've been praying um, a lot right now, but I just sometimes don't feel a connection. Basically, I've been hearing voices being paranoid and seeing things since last year, and there's been some stops in between. I'm not really having an episode right now. I don't know anymore, honestly. I think I want to go to a psychiatrist. Everyone around me told me I was possessed or I have an evil spirit inside me and I absolutely hate it. My Sunday teacher, my parents, my friends even said to me or said it to me. I don't know what to do now. My teacher told me I shouldn't go to a psychologist because it just teaches science and it's all baseless. Should I? Question mark. I think I need some advice here. Praying kind of did wonders for me, but it didn't remove the pessimistic thinking I have and the uncontrollable anger I have inside. In other words, when I get frustrated, I hit things and throw things, and sometimes I hit myself too. It's also blurry and messy. I used to harm myself, but then my parents knew, and now I can't really do anything to soothe um, my anger since I used it for relaxing myself. I'm sorry if this is too gruesome. Any advice for me, guys? And I um, I guess we should put out a content warning. <laughs> yeah, uh, sounds like you got yourself a demon there, Daryl. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Um, yeah, no, I I do want to put out there. I I hate like I hate 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 that because one person has a bad experience with one counselor. That they go, oh, you know what? Biblical counseling is not for me. Yeah. And like, I got to go somewhere else. I'm going to look at the other side of that too. And I don't think that the counselor she's with should have told her that everything that's scientific has no basis or mm-hmm. is baseless. That's yep. kind of a wrong move too. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the counselor that is the problem, not biblical counseling. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's, it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense to me how, so many people can go to one counselor in the secular world and go, oh, yeah, you know what? That counselor wasn't awesome for me. I'm going to go find another counselor. But yeah, then this... all of a sudden you go to one biblical counseling session and they're like, Ooh, you know what? Biblical counseling is not for me. It's they like, no, nah, dude. Like, finding a counselor is that... like dating. Yeah. Yeah, you, you genuinely, you have to find somebody that lines up with you theologically, right? Like your knowledge of God is, is matching. Right, you guys are equally yoked in that aspect. Somebody that is solid, right, has a correct biblical interpretation. Somebody, unlike in this case, right, that you know is okay. Yeah, it's your Sunday school teacher. They've got a degree, so on and so forth. Whatever. Like, this needs this needs to be somebody who is a professional counselor, like, and is not just your Sunday school teacher. This needs to be somebody like with a degree, but that's also like has a vocation in counseling slash therapy slash psychiatric, like psychiatric help. Like 
Yeah. You need, you need to see somebody like professionally that does this for a living, that has credentials, that has a practice, that maybe, is willing yeah, to help even you. Someone that I mean, not saying it's always the answer, but there's no shame in being prescribed medication if that's what you need. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, because in that, I do think you need more than a counselor, right? Because there are different levels of therapy. You have counselors, you've got therapists, and then you've got psychiatrists. And each of those has a different level of integration that they can provide. And when it comes to medication slash therapies slash so on and so forth. She did say a psychiatrist is who she wants to go see. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and you can have Christian psychiatrists, right? Mm -hmm. You can have people that look at things through a biblical worldview. But it's like the other thing that is on the other side of that is like one, the Christians that you were interacting with are not my type of Christians. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. For them to I brush agree. for them to brush everything off scientifically, for them to say, Oh, well, awesome. the only answer is that you have a demonic presence, like get, go on. Like go on with that. You can go somewhere else. We we know, like I am I totally am aware that demonic presences are real, that they still exist, but they are not the write off to mental health. Right? Like yep. there there are more answers alongside of prayer that can be a tool for mental health that we should use. And so I think you need to find a different biblical counselor that will use science and medication and therapies um, to help us adjust the way we think, you know, to dig and somebody that's dealt with people that have heard voices before has dealt with the th- the symptoms that you've, that you've dealt with before and has had success, right? Like, the biblical worldview that lens is so important for us and how we move forward. But if you are not a Christian, right? Like she says, Oh yeah, you know, I used to be a Christian or I'm not a Christian. I've dabbled in and out. It's like, if you're not a Christian, obviously this biblical counseling is not going to help you because yeah. you are not being held by the same standard that Christians are. You know, like if you if you have not submitted yourself to the authority of scripture, if you've not submitted yourself to the authority of the Lord, like biblical counseling is going to do nothing for you because you don't believe it. Right. You're not going to adhere to that. You're not going to live by those standards and by those moralities and you can go anywhere. But it's like the answer is definitely biblical counseling because it's, it's correct counseling, right? Like if the Lord has created everything, the Lord has established everything. We should live and respond in how he's established. Yeah. And I just want to say this to anyone who's listening out there like that, even or this person, if they're listening, uh, self-harm is never the answer because I do understand that it provides some temporary relief just based on all the people I've talked to that have gone through something like that. But it just causes further damage down the road. And it's it's not it's not worth hurting yourself because you're you're not healing a wound you're you're just creating more issues yeah you're creating another wound it's like we we cannot we cannot heal neurological things by harming ourselves physically you know like we have to heal ourselves neurologically and spiritually by dealing with them neurologically and spiritually and so like helps out there it's available um and like we've said before whenever we've mentioned any type of mental health or, or anything like that. Like, you know, if you need help finding a therapist or anything like that, um, 
man, give us a shout out. You know, we've, we've interacted with some folks that are in counseling and therapy and do all these things from a biblical lens and worldview. Um, you know, give us a holler and we'd love to be able to point you in the right direction wherever you are located. Yeah. And this video is sponsored by, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, better help. No, uh, we are not, not sponsored by better help. I, I don't want to um, go into any legal loopholes, but what I, what I was going to say is just, yeah, go, um, this person, they are 14. So that <clears throat> puts a different lens on the perspective. Like you're not like even me as a 22 year old, I'm not making fully logical decisions at all time. Not that anyone ever is, but like looking at it from a scientific perspective, we know your, your prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed until your mid twenties. Mm -hmm. So when you're as young as 14, it, it's hard to see things clearly, especially when you're battling with mental and emotional stressors. Yeah. And hormones are at an all time high right now too. Yeah. You know, and that like, that does not help with any instabilities that are there as well. Not saying that, you know, your hormones are an excuse for hearing voices. Obviously, like that's a whole nother step. Um, yeah, and but there, but there's help and access there outside of self harm and things like that. Definitely. Okay, this says, "Is it normal for adults to have stuffed animals?" I know that most adults have one or two stuffed animals, but I love stuffed animals so much. They help me with my anxiety, and they make it so much easier to sleep since my boyfriend and I are long distance most of the year. My mom gets upset when I get a new stuffed animal and says I'm too old for it. So every time I wanted wanted a new stuffed animal, I feel horrible a horrible sense of guilt. Is having stuffed animals normal? Well, one as a, I think it's a little bit more culturally acceptable as a female than it is for yeah. males. <laughs> um, and I think if it's like, you know, is it a problem for you? Like, is it being, is it developing as a problem to where it's like overtaking your house? <laughs> you know, are you are you on the same level of me with Webkins when I was fourteen? <laughs> Like, that's what I want to know. Like, are we to that scale? Then maybe it's problematic. I don't know, Nate. I think we need to know what kind of scale that was. There was definitely 20 to 30 of them. Golly. <laughs> I had a problem. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, with any type of toy that I invested in as a kid, my parents definitely fed too much into um, Every time I went to Walmart, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm not bashing them. I'm happy they gave me a good childhood. <laughs> Our next segment is actually, so my name is Nate, and I have a <laughs> Webkin's addiction. I don't have them anymore. I don't know where they're at. <sighs> yeah, I mean, if it's not a huge deal, like if it's not overwhelming your space, if you're not spending all your money on it, like, and you just, you like stuffed animals, you want a few on your bed, like, whatever. Like, I know my wife has got a couple of, like, you know, she's, I think she maybe has three different stuffed animals that she just like saw in a store. I'm like, Oh, these are super cute. Like, I'd love to have one of these, you know, like not a big deal. You know, it's not, not a crutch. She doesn't like, if you're, if you're going out and you've got like three or four stuffed animals, like in your clutch <laughs> yeah, you and you're wanna. just like, but must have, it sounds like she's just sleeping like with them in the bed. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't think, I think that's, that's a, I don't think that's a huge deal. Like if I think what you need to sit is like if it works for you, 
then it's okay. Like, I mean, obviously there's an extent to that, but when it's something as harmless as stuffed animals, if it works for you and you are not 100% dependent on it, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, you could just like these things. Like they're, everybody has a hobby. Everybody has things that they enjoy and they think that they think are cool. It's like, all right, like you could be doing crack, you know, it's like at the end of the day, it's just a stuffed animal. If it becomes a dependency and like, kind of becomes your identity all right then we've kind of got an issue that needs to be you know stepped into and and dissected a bit hot take there's no difference between sleeping with a full body pillow and a large stuffed animal yeah i think that's fair okay all right so i think that's the rationalization (laughs) uh Okay, this says how to accept becoming ugly. Normally, I wouldn't pick a, like um, a "oh, I'm so ugly" type of post because you know there's a lot of implications that come with that, and I think everyone deep is beautiful. Implications? Um, <laughs> deep implications, yeah. <laughs> but this one's a little bit different. It says recently I've been dealing with a rare bone disease that has shrunken my jaw and cheekbones and made me two to three inches shorter. Before this, I was slightly above average height and very good looking, and they said they got checked out a lot. Now I look like a goblin, and I don't think I will ever um, be giggled at by any women ever again. I'm very depressed. Uh, How can I handle becoming ugly? Should I consider cosmetic surgery to fit my jaw and cheeks once I can save up enough? Well, stop wanting to be Googled. (laughs) This, um... No, one of the first comments on this post was goblins are cool. Embrace the goblin. I mean, I like, you know, I think there could definitely be a level of like being dramatic here. And like, yeah, oh, I look like a goblin. I used to be so attractive just because of the how the post they were all extremes. Right? They're like, I used to be so attractive and I was above average height and I was beautiful and women <laughs> adored me and stared at me all the time. And now I look like a bloody goblin. Like, mm. okay. Like, you know, now I think we're being a little dramatic. Sure. Like I think it can definitely affect and alter your, the way you look um, to where things are different. You know, I, I especially think if we, if we really enjoyed what we looked like beforehand, <laughs> and like thought we did look really attractive and that changed i think even the change in of itself can be super hard for us you know we think it's so much more drastic than it actually is um i think at the end of the day though like if it's not affecting um like if it's all just cosmetic and it's not affecting your face i think man leave it as is like like that user said like embrace the goblin for one, I think so many people go into cosmetic surgery, and in my opinion, it ends up most of the time getting worse, you know? And yeah, it's like, are a lot of cases, it's like, oh, they look kind of worse, but they're like happy because they're like, it looks different. But no, it looks kind of worse, you know? Because at the yeah. end of the day, like, if you, if you're not this vain, you know, meathead douche lord, like, people are, you're going to find somebody that really does like you for who you are. You know, and yeah, like, and go ahead. I was going to say, you got to be careful. I don't know your details, but if you have a rare bone disorder and it's not something that's going away, there could be implications to cosmetic surgery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And the fact that like, you know, things could continue to get worse, you know, with how you're, you know, with, with your bones and, and how they're going to continue to be degenerative and, and the way they look like. 
that could be a blessing in disguise, you know, like you could find somebody that really, really likes you for who you are instead of what you had to offer and whatever beauty you think you had beforehand, you know? This guy must have looked like a Greek god. <laughs> he was chiseled, six foot four, like he was just uh, out there living life, and now he's he's been humbled. <laughs> I don't mean that. If you're listening out there and you're dealing with this, I do feel for you. I know it's hard to endure change and accept it, and no one wants to be told they have a rare bone disorder, and it's probably not comfortable. I'm sure there's some pain associated, so. My heart does go out to you, but what we're really just trying to tell you is it's not the end of the world. It's not the end of you. You have a life beyond this that could, life is more than how you look. Yeah, and you know, people, there are so many more people out there that are so much more than this like superficial vanity, you know, like it's kind of crazy how I don't know how old this person is, but you kind of get to that specific age range and then even into adulthood where people are so fixated on how they look, what they look like, what they're wearing and how that's going to quote unquote attract a mate, you know, like how will, how will women see me? How will men see me? And it's like, dude, like if you actually just get to know somebody, somebody's going to really enjoy and fall in love with you for who you are, you know, like, man, yeah, your beauty is going to, your beauty is going to play a factor in that, but it's like eye is like beauty is definitely in the eye of the beholder. Like there are so many people. It's like if you just pay attention to the world around you, and you go, "Hmm, that person's not super attractive to me," but they're married with kids, and it's like they're very attractive to their spouse because they belong to their spouse. You know, it's like man, the Lord has has produced this thing into where He gives us these these passions of attraction for other people that we want to deem our spouse that other people could not think are attractive, you know, and that's okay. Cause we're not marrying other people. There's not this objective beauty, you know, there's not this objective stance on like, you have to be this level of pretty to attract a spouse. It's like, no, yeah. it's subjective. It's all in the eye of the beholder. And so sure. Like you may even think that you're not attractive, but you know what? There's probably gonna be a girl out there that thinks that you're really attractive based off of, you know, who you are and what you have to contribute to your relationship. So don't, don't lose complete hope because you're not, you know, as quote unquote beautiful as you once were, you're going to continue to get ugly just because you're going to get old and fat, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like we are all going to get old and fat and you better be with somebody that likes you for who you are because you're like, your looks are not going to be what they once were. True. All right, so I have a bonus question. Just threw this in here for fun. It's not advice, but or need in need of advice. But if you had to eat Subway cookies for the rest of your life, how would you fare? I would eat them every day for the rest of my life. But that's like all you could eat. Whew. Subway cookies. Ooh, like the only food I could eat was Subway cookies. Yeah, man, I love Subway cookies, but I could not. I don't think I'd be able to handle that much sugar, dude. I feel like I get sick after day two. Yeah, that's just too much sugar. But, but like, I mean, Subway does have the best fast food cookies. But if I could only eat Subway cookies for dessert for the rest of my life, it would not. Okay. It would not be an L. Yeah, I mean, especially if they were free every time. Heck yeah, dude! 
Them. Subway. I, w- I want to go into a subway and just walk all the way down the aisle and be like, "I'm just here for the cookies." <laughs> the white macadamia nut cookies slap, bro. Those and the chocolate chip there are, Whew. and sometimes they have like raspberry ones. Those are pretty mm-hmm. good too. Isn't like the raspberry, or the raspberry white macadamia nut? Or yes, the, there. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. I wonder, like. I wonder if Subway's aware of how good their cookies are or if they're just kind of humble about it. Subway, sponsor us. I wonder if there's an algorithm when we post things to where companies can tell that we're speaking about them. Subway, 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 Subway cookies. <laughs> Subway cookies, Subway cookies, Subway cookies, Subway cookies, Subway cookies. Cookie. It's the like those commercials of the lady, like, where like, the lady's speaking into the Amazon Echo and she's like, uh, what is it? A third row seating car. <laughs> she's like talking all this about all the stuff that she wants so the ads will show up oh, oh man. man well that's all we have for today ronald you want to tell them where to find us yes sir so if you guys go to youtube spotify apple Podcasts, you guys can find our podcast there if you guys have any questions any comments concerns uh just want to reach out to us about anything you can reach us at smalltalk.smallworldmedia at gmail.com and uh, we'd be happy to answer any questions, reach out to you there. Um, you guys can reach out to us on Instagram um, and Facebook if it, if you're so inclined to sleuth enough to find our accounts. Uh, you and can Ronald's us. personal cell phone number is... <laughs> <laughs> and Nate's social is... <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. You'd be losing a little bit more than a Grubhub order there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, hey... <laughs> Does anyone really want to be me? <laughs> What's that credit score, big dog? Uh, yeah, I if you get... now I can't say I don't want to. <laughs> but if you guys are, you know, uh, if you guys are looking to to reach us out, reach out to us. Definitely shoot us that Gmail, and we'd love to get back to you. You know, bring some more things to the podcast. So, of course, you got anything else for him, Nate? No, I don't think I have anything today. But I might have something next week. Cool. Well, you guys be blessed. <laughs> Have a beautiful day. Um, man, enjoy the weather that you're in. If you're in the car, be safe, um, focus, and uh, thank the Lord for what He's given you. Amen. Bye, y'all. A rich man's world.